Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you are listening. Welcome back to Nothing to Say, the fans podcast. I'm Jason Russell. Sam Toomey will, well, actually, Sam, why don't you say hi to everybody? How's it going, Jason? Uh, not doing, uh, you know what, I'm actually, <laughs> I, uh, it was a hot day today. I went to the state fair and it was about a 107 degrees outside today, so that was a that was a bit of an adventure. Please tell me you got a corn dog. That's the only reason you go to the state fair to get a nice fair corn dog. 100% agree with you. I do it every year. Didn't get to it this year. Wow. Didn't I did not get what I ended up getting was a was a pineapple, right? And they cut a whole pineapple in half and then they cut the middle of the pineapple into chunks and then they put a cup of rice and then a cup of teriyaki chicken on top of the pineapple. And it was like this pineapple teriyaki rice kind of mixture. It was actually really good. That was That's what I ended up getting. Oh, and some beef jerky too. So that was my fair experience. Huh. Yeah. Wait, did yeah. you go to the, the state fair in like Asia? No. We're talking, we're talking America here. You got to get the, the deep fried banana uh, dipped in chocolate, covered in nuts. I'm talking diabetes on a stick. Right. No, I, I got you. And I, I would say my parents and Natalie did a little bit better than I did. Natalie got a, a huge bacon burger. My mom got. That's what I'm talking about. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. My mom got bacon wrapped chicken. And my dad got uh, a bacon-wrapped hot dog. So, yeah, Let's get into this. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is obviously episode two. We got a little bit more traction than I think even both of us were expecting on the first episode. I think we were expecting just one or two people to tune into the first one. But we actually got quite a bit more than that, which was nice. So if you are listening for the second time, thank you very much for listening to the first one. And we hope you enjoy the second one. One thing that Sam and I wanted to do at the beginning of this, because we didn't do it at the first one, was kind of talk a little bit about ourselves. So we figured, because this is predominantly a sports podcast, we would each tell one of our most embarrassing sports moments throughout our career in whatever sports that we ended up playing. So, Sam, you can start it off with one of your most embarrassing sports stories. Um, this this one's going to take a little bit of context, and I don't even think you're aware of this story, but it was senior year, um, volleyball playoff volleyball, and I played volleyball throughout high school. Um, my team, we were, we were pretty good. Uh, I got carried pretty hard in high school volleyball, and we, we were in the semifinals of sectional playoffs, which if you're not from California, if it's different for any other state, that's like the area playoffs where you're just playing teams around like the Sacramento area, for example, was ours. And we're playing Nevada Union, a uh, rival high school. And I knew a girl that I like was coming. And she's my current girlfriend now, so she doesn't have to worry about anything. Uh, (laughs) I knew she was coming, and I ended up having by far the worst game I have (laughs) ever had. I I think I had seven attempts, and six of them were either blocked or I hit out. And 
it was it was just crazy. But knowing her when it, when I came out, she was like, "Oh, you played so well. You you played so great." And I was like, "Yeah, I played like literal doggy doo doo out there, <laughs> so bad. It just like the worst time I could have played horrible." And that's funny. So the I mean, and that's kind of funny because there's that age old kind of joke that you know if the girl that the girl that you like shows up to your game or your girlfriend shows up to a game, then all of a sudden you get superpowers and you have the best game of your life. But evidently not the case. Yeah, no, I don't remember that story, actually. No, I, I don't like to tell it because it's not – I'm not super proud about it. We, we ended up winning. You know, stats – individual stats aren't everything. We ended up – In spite. We, we ended up winning anyway. Um, uh, you know what the funny thing is, though? The game after – the week after – or no, 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 two weeks after our last ever home game, uh, we played De La Salle, private school. I, most of you probably know them from the movie that they had about, like, their really long football streak. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't remember what that movie was called. But super nice school, and they're coming to our crappy gym. Well, let's put it into context for the people that don't know. We went to Roseville High School, and Roseville High School has been around since 1912. Yeah. So it was around when before industrial had – I mean before industrial, before Russia had their industrial revolution. Before so, World War One. Yeah. There is bomb cellars underneath our campus. That's how so old we've been, our school so we've, is. So we've been told. <laughs> there is, oh, whatever. We don't need to get into that. But yeah. So I just felt bad for De La Salle coming to our, our gym and being like, where the heck are we? <laughs> but that game, I ended up like having like nine kills in 11 attempts and like five blocks or something. Like I played out of my mind. And it was just weird, the the total difference. Oh, no, I got you. Sometimes that happens, though. Um, I never had anything like that happen to me. Because no girl and, wants to go watch you play. You're totally right. Woo! And <laughs> that was good. Um, the, but the I would say the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to me was in the sport that I played the longest, which was basketball. I played for 16 years, traveled all around California for for basketball. Absolutely loved every second of it. Okay, big man. And thank you. Well, you actually you <laughs> you went farther and I than I did in your said sport. Um, yeah, I don't, you can say I, I. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna toot my yeah. own horn out here. I'll okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so I had I had gotten asked to play for this coach who was he was a coach in the area who just kind of picked kind of the top tier players in the area on their said teams, and then he just made kind of like an all star team and would throw us throw us into tournaments. Well, he asked me to be on his team this one certain weekend, and I said yes, of course I'll come play. So I started, uh, I, I played for him, and we played in a three-game tournament. I don't remember which game it was, but that's that's not the point. So I really wanted to impress this coach, and I had been having a pretty good tournament until there was this one play. It was a fast break. I had the ball. I was dribbling down the court, and I kind of realized it was a one-on-three. It was me and three defenders. I was like, okay, smart play just to pull it back. But I figured, okay, if I'm the only one down here, then I'm going to have – some trailers behind me. Maybe I can hit one of my trailers for a step in three. Well, I stop at the right-hand side of the court, past the half-court line, and I just gun a pass over to the left side of the court 
and, and I mean, it was a perfect pass, right, right at hip level. Somebody could have easily stepped in, shot a three, and hopefully would have made it. The only problem was is that I didn't pass it to one of my teammates. I passed it right to the referee. So, Oops. and yeah, I know. And the, thing about, <laughs> and the thing about it was, is that two seconds before that, if you had asked me who I was passing it to, I would have told you who it was or who at least I thought it was. Do you think now that, you can describe the ref? Oh, uh, he was white. He, uh, and he, I think he, I think he had a goatee. I remember he just kind of looked at me like, you, what are you doing? You like, thought you doing? that guy was playing for your team? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Man. we were, we were wearing white jerseys. He had a black and white, you know, referee striped shirt. I just kind of gave it a quick peek, tossing over, but there was, there was so that was my most embarrassing story. But we, but Sam and I actually have a story that we'll kind of both tell simultaneously. We'll tell it kind of quickly. But yeah, there was there was there was a time uh, back in high school where because um, Sam played high school basketball, so did I. He, how many years did you play? You played two years, right? Freshman and JV. Freshman and JV, right? So during during one of the summers. We had uh, Roseville had a travel team, and uh, it was just an AAU team that we entered in, that we entered into tournaments with. And Sam and I happened to be on the floor together, which didn't happen that often. And I, I was a point guard, and I came dribbling down the left hand side of the court, and Sam is standing under the hoop. Now he's got people in front of him, but I prided myself on being a pretty good passer, so I looked at Sam. And he looked at me, and I, I mean, we locked eyes, and he knew exactly what I was thinking. He knew exactly what I was thinking, which was, I'm going to gun this pass as hard as I can right to Sam. And I, that was my thought process. I, I could fit it through this window. So the thing was, is that as soon as we locked eyes, Sam shook his head at me, signaling, don't pass it. Don't do it. I think don't I... <laughs> I don't know if I actually shook my head. I think I gave the deer in headlights look. No, like the, I, I, the eyes wide, and I'm just like, <laughs> like, do not. <laughs> I know what you're trying to do. I think I, Jason, because we 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 are really good friends, but we didn't play on the court with each other um, at all. Because uh, you played a you played a level when I was on freshman. You played JV, and then when I was on JV, you played. Varsity, so we were never on the same team, and it was only happened that we got to play together on these like summer tournaments. Mm-hmm. And even then, we didn't even play on the same court. But I think since we were good friends, I think you wanted to get me involved a little bit, and I was like, "Nah, nah, I'm okay. I'm I'm really okay right here. There's two guys in front of me. I'm okay." And I was I was stubborn because I was like, "No, dude, you're open. I'm gonna make this pass." So I gunned it to him literally as hard as I could because I had to fit too it hard. I, apparently, because I, I passed it right past a couple of people, landed right in Sam's, Sam's hands, bounced off his hands, turned over, and then he just gave me this, like, death stare as he was walking down the court, just well, shaking his head. You were trying like, to help me, but the the coach for that game was my – so we, this happened when we were going into our sophomore years. So the coach that was coaching us that day was going to be – my JV coach, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he he had that play in his brain the whole time because 
I, he definitely didn't think too highly of me going into the year. <laughs> oh, man. He was so like, that oh, was... you got to work on this and this and this. And, yes, yeah, and we're just going to practice catching this practice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was that was uh, that was the only real like I would say kind of funny story that happened when uh, Sam and I were playing together. So we wanted to do that little segment because we I mean as much as we're a sports podcast and we're an entertainment podcast, we do want to kind of connect with everybody who's listening mm-hmm. and you know learn a have you learn about us as we as we go through this and whatever this ends up uh, whatever this podcast turns into. And if it's if this podcast is going to be anything, it's because of our personalities. It's not going to be because of the content. You can hear this content anywhere, but hopefully, you like coming from us is enjoyable. Yeah, hopefully, you enjoy the the way that we present it and the angle that we're presenting in that. Which brings us to our very first topic. The last podcast was like. 90 10 in terms of what the content was 90 percent was dedicated to the nba the last 10 percent was dedicated to uh infinity war versus endgame so this podcast we wanted to uh gear towards the nfl because we hit the nba so hard last podcast so we're going to kind of start uh we're going to not start directly in the nfl we're going to start a couple levels before that we're going to talk about high school football and below and the reason why we're going to talk about this is because, again, going along, you guys kind of getting to know us, we wanted to make a question that we could kind of give our opinions on without necessarily going into any, like, analysis be- behind, you know, why the Chargers are going to be good this season. You know, you, I mean, you guys get what I'm saying. So the first question we're going to address is the idea that if if – now Sam and I, we are not parents. We're both twenty, so we hopefully we don't not. have kids. Hopefully not. Yeah. Wait, if, <laughs> we... if if I fathered a child out there, please tell me. It's <laughs> it, it's like so so low. Unless someone, you know what? And I know what you guys are thinking. Oh, if you got someone pregnant, you would know. Well, what if someone took my sperm while I was sleeping and impregnated someone? How am I supposed to know that? Oh my, this was not where we were supposed to be. <laughs> so I apologize for the uh, sperm reference in the podcast. So we're going to move past that. Yeah, whatever. So, so I was going to double down. No, no, no. <laughs> we're going to leave it. It's a PG show. <laughs> Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What's. It's a bodily. That was. Uh, whatever. We're not whatever. doing it. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> we're not doing it. <laughs> Anyway, so the question that we wanted to address is would if you if you had a child and this is going to be something that I imagine Sam and I may face uh, later on in life, would you let your kid play football knowing everything that's gone on in the NFL college in terms of how prevalent head injuries and protecting players has become? Because over the past couple of years, head injuries have really kind of exploded onto the national scene in terms of what football does to you physically. So that was a question we wanted to talk on. Sam, I'll let you have mm-hmm. the floor first, and I'll just I'll just ask you bluntly: if you had a kid, would you let your child play football? I think you got to also keep in mind. I know the the head injuries have been pretty highlighted, uh, pretty prevalently over the last couple of years. 
as they rightly should, but football in itself, if you just take out the head injuries, is an extremely dangerous sport. Very much so. For your body, the way your knees bend. If someone lands on your legs, that could break an ankle, rupture your, like, totally tear something in your leg. Just yeah. everything like that. And that all that stuff happens every play. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, how many times do you watch, and I don't mean to interrupt, but how many times do you watch games on, on when during the NFL season and you go, oh, man, if that had happened just a second later or a second sooner, that guy would have been, like, that would have really every run play. Ind- Exactly. Every right? run play, there's a pile that happens, mm-hmm. and just you have no idea what happens when bodies start falling on each other. And we're talking mm-hmm. about big guys. Now, for high school and um, peewee levels, uh, which were, which is what we're highlighting, if my son or daughter truly wanted to play, it is not my right to withhold that from them. It is my job as a parent, and I know we're, we're kind of on the same page on this, to give them as much information as possible to give, mm-hmm. allow them to have an informative, informed decision on the matter. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where I stand. I think that's what I learned from going through this process. Cause me and Jason are pretty unique in the fact that we both played football. We both enjoyed playing football, but we also didn't play our sophomore and junior years for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what gives us kind of, a unique perspective on the matter because we share the beliefs that, Oh, football is a fun sport to play, but also like it's not everything and you don't have to play it. Yeah. There are definitely other sports out there and that's and basketball has become so big recently uh, with younger kids. I, I'm, I don't, I mean, I have, I can't say that parents are pushing their kids away from football or not, but I can see why somebody would, um, so as as Sam mentioned, uh, he and I both did play football. I played the, my first year of contact football was eighth grade, and then I played my freshman year and my senior year. And Sam and I had a different experience in football. Sam actually probably was much more involved. No, not probably. He definitely was much more involved in contact in football than I was because his freshman year, he was in the most violent part of the field, which was he played on the offensive line. So the offensive and defensive line, those guys are getting hit every single play. And that is the most violent spot on the field. So he played that freshman year and then he was a safety senior year. I, on the other hand, I was a quarterback my freshman year and I played a lot my freshman year. I split time with another quarterback, but at the end of the season he got hurt and I had to kind of take over for the last I believe two games of the season and then we split time before that and then my senior year um, I was plugged in uh, immediately as uh, the weak side corner and I was basically a cover corner I was not the biggest hitter I never mind getting hit you could have lined up our biggest guy on our team and I would have taken a hit it really didn't bother me that much but I, I wasn't a big hitter so Sam would know much more about the physicality of, I would say, the the offensive line and the defensive line than I would. So I think he and I come at it a, a little bit differently because he has been in the most violent spot on the field. I played two positions where, yes, as a quarterback, I got rocked a couple of times. But as a cornerback, you're not necessarily in every single tackle that's happening. I mean – there are basically three lanes to a football field, the left side, the middle, and the right side. And as a cornerback, you're on one 
side. So the other 66% of the field, you're nowhere near unless you run over there to, uh, to be in that, to be in that tackle. But as long as the ball's not thrown your way, you, you're not really like, you're just running alongside a guy. Yeah. And if, and sometimes the run, if, even if it's, even if, uh, the ball was run to my side, a wide receiver could have run me down the field or taken me a certain way yeah. or the, or the, the ball could have gotten stopped behind the line of scrimmage. So I do think there are spots on a football field where you could play to, if you are worried about contact, you could mitigate it a little bit, but the bottom line is, is I heard this saying a long time ago, and I really think it's accurate is basketball is a contact sport and football is a collision sport. Football is extremely violent, and I think if and when I have a kid, the thing that I would, the thing that I would highlight for him or her would be there are people who play football who do not give a damn if they hurt the if they hurt somebody on the other team, and if you want to, you kind of have to have that mentality as a football player anyway oh, to, sure. to survive. Like you cannot be worried about getting hurt. As soon as you, as soon as you're worried about potentially getting hurt. That's when it happens. Exactly. That's, a, that's as soon as it's, it's going to happen. You have, that's to, come, yeah. you have to play aggressive as aggressive as possible. Every play. If you play, if you have any bit of hesitation, that's the difference of you being on your heels and getting laid out. And that's mm-hmm. just, that's just the reality of the sport. If you aren't, Hitting someone every play, first off, you're not doing your job on the field. And secondly, you're more likely to – if someone's running at you full speed and you're standing there, you're going to get laid out and mm-hmm. rocked, yeah. especially if you don't know if it's where it's coming from. Yeah. And- if you're able to run and be athletic and maybe take less of the blow by moving over or – Oh, like overpower them with when you're hitting them, then it's it's a little less. But just the fact that you have to hit someone every play, that's an opportunity for you to get hurt every single play. And that's just the nature of the sport. Yeah. And, you know, and then I'll, I'll, like I said earlier, I'll straight up admit it. I was not a big hitter. I really wasn't. And there were plenty of times when I even, I ran up to a right before a hit and I got nervous. And I'll tell you what, the times when I didn't, did not hurt as much as the times where I did hesitate. So like I, like I said, I never minded getting hit. I got, there was one play. I remember I had three, all three linebackers hit me at the same time. It didn't bother me at all, but there was, I specifically remember one time where I had a running back running right at me. The dude probably outweighed me by 60 pounds and I was on my heels and he absolutely rocked me and that hurt way more than getting crushed by those three linebackers but that was because I was trying to run through those linebackers. So I mean you I would would and I guess just to answer the question I would never stop my there are certain things as a parent that you do have to put your foot down and say no you're not going to do that obviously. But when it comes to sports I don't think there's any room in any sport to tell your kid, no, you're not going to play that sport. If they want to try to play that sport, then by all means, let them play that sport or let them try it. So when, if it, when it comes to football, I'm going to tell my kid, Hey, this is the nature of the sport. I'm going to lay out everything that like, I believe that they need to do to be successful in the sport. 
And as long as they're aware of the risk that they're taking, then they're going to have my full support and be like, hey, if you want to be a quarterback, I'll go run routes for you. If you want to be an offensive lineman, I'll be a defensive lineman, and I'll do everything I can to make sure that you're successful in this sport. But I think when it comes to football, I don't – like I said, I don't know if parents are pushing their kids away from football. This is just kind of – this is this is a conversation that's been taking place for a long time. I think it's going to be something that's more prevalent um, as – our generation grows up because I think yeah. that, that conversation started like very started with our parents and then it's just going to get more and more talked about as we grow up so I think this will be more prevalent when we mm-hmm. actually have the chance to make a decision on it yeah and um, one thing that I forgot to mention is that and this will be brief but I was in a journalism program at Roseville for three years, and so was Sam. And during during my time there, my junior year, I actually made a documentary on concussions. And I interviewed students around campus who had concussions. I interviewed our nurse and talked about how high schools deals with deal with concussions. I interviewed the head football coach. And then I actually got to interview an ex-NFL player who got knocked out of the NFL because of a head injury and is now dealing with permanent brain damage. And when I interviewed him, his quote to me was, hey, before we start this interview, I want you to know I have this tube running from, I believe it was his heart to his brain. I'm not sure if it was his heart, but he had a tube running to his brain. Oh, no, it was a tube from his brain that was draining spinal fluid. And he said, hey, for whatever reason, I just want you to be aware and this this threw me for a loop as soon as he said this i want you to be aware that at any point really this tube could stop working i could fall down and i'm gonna need you to Mm -hmm. basically save me see that's where just right there because i i didn't heard that before that's Mm -hmm. where this conversation gets real that's where it goes from like stats of so like ct is is totals this amount to where it's like these are actual human beings that are living with these these consequences yeah and that's where it gets really real yeah and it he he told me what i he it was a quick thing i wasn't a it wasn't like i was going to have to perform surgery on the guy or anything but it was just this little thing that i was going to have to do to to save him because he, mm-hmm. he at any point that 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 tube could have stopped working and it could have stopped and working right right in the middle of the interview i'm sure that's not the first time he's had to do that had that, no. I have to have that conversation. No, 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 no. And actually, um, to go a little bit uh, in more depth on him, he actually – I had scheduled the interview with him three days prior. And the day of the interview, he had actually – we were in the same building ready to go. But he had forgot about our interview, was wow. about to leave, and then his son reminded him that he had an interview with me. So I almost missed it just because of – what had happened yeah. to him. Like he just, he forgot. And that's not his fault. Yes, of course not. Yeah. So, and so when, when, in time, when you, as a parent, when you hear that story and now for any parents who are listening to this, yeah, I think, so I think I have a unique perspective on concussions because I did a lot of research on it. And even so, um, I, I'm not going to tell my kid, you know, you can't play football. I just want him or her to be aware that, Hey, you know, this is the game you're stepping into. Like, yes, it's a game, but it's it's not a game at the same time. So I'm curious to see um, what you say to this because 
I'm from the standpoint that whatever sport it is, I'm going to support my child 100%. I agree. No matter what, even if I have zero interest in the sport myself, I'm, I know my personality that I'm going to want to know everything about the sport and try to help my kid. I just mm-hmm. know that about my personality. But something like bull riding that I think is probably more dangerous than football. I would agree with that 100%. <laughs> you know how I we w- talked – well, here, no, keep going. I'm wondering, would you let your kid bull ride? Would I let my kid bull ride? You know what? It's funny you asked me this question today because I told you I was at the state fair today and there were yeah. some freaking huge, huge bulls at the state fair. And I looked at my dad. I was like, I literally said this to him. I was like, dude, people ride these things. Or um, the, the um, riding the wild horses. Too. That one's scary as well. But just the sheer fact that even if you hold on for a long time and get a great sc- score and you fall off, that thing can step on you. And mm-hmm. you're you're like, that could literally end your life in one round. Yeah. I'm just yeah. curious to I, see if you would let your kid, because I'm, I'm kind of on the, I'm, I kind of feel like a hypocrite because I don't think I'd let my kid do that. No, I, I I don't know. I really don't know, and I think it's, and I think it's easier for us to answer the football question because we've played the sport and we're around it True. so much. True. I think I, I I don't know if I'd be able to answer that question right now. I think I'd have to really kind of, I'd really kind of have to watch bull riding and kind of research it and figure out, you know, how often does do severe injuries happen. Yeah. Before like I could, I the think. ways that you could um, totally prevent. Yeah. Serious, because I don't think. Or mitigate it, because you can't totally. No, you prevent. can't prevent it. Yeah, but... but just mitigate it somehow. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, so that's a good question. I don't know. I I would have to do, I would have to do my research on that sport because I I don't I just I don't know. It, I mean, I think bull riding was actually on TV the other day, and I turned it's, it on for a minute, and I was just – I was shaking my head. I was like, these dudes are intense. It's interesting because I wish we had someone on that felt like we do about bull riding as – like they felt just as nervous about football as we do about bullfighting. I think it would be, it'd be interesting to have like that perspective because we both mm-hmm. come from like – we're pretty – we're pretty – not for or against it, but yeah. to see someone that was totally against mm-hmm. having their child play football would be really interesting. Well, the NFL season's coming up, and you know this can be a, a topic that we revisit once the once the season kind of comes. We can we can uh, kind of reach out to people and and see if we can find somebody like that because I think it would be an interesting conversation to kind of have a, a devil's advocate. And this so is always an so open ended conversation. Yeah, so if any of you, whoever listens to this, if you have thoughts on this, by all means, send us some comments because we would love to hear from you guys. And that, I mean, I'm I'm kind of good. Those were my thoughts. Are you anything else you want to add before we move on? Yeah, I'm ready to move on. All right, cool. So we started small, and we kind of – I know it was a – I say small in terms of that – that was a serious conversation, but – um, Pee Wee in high school, so we're gonna move. We're gonna move all the way to the NFL. We're gonna skip over college, but we will eventually have a podcast devoted to college football. I know I need to do more research on college football. Oh, we gotta, we gotta get some Sco Ducks. 
Well, you talking podcast, about the dogs? Fan podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we we will get to college football once the season rolls around. I promise. Yeah, when they beat uh, when they beat Auburn in their first game, going on their road to the college football playoffs. Hey, you know what? I'll support your school. So, I need some Skoducks in the chat. Skoducks, there you go, there you go. So we will get to college football, but because the reason why we're going to talk about the NFL is because training camp just started this week for the majority of NFL teams, uh, veterans reported. So just like last podcast, last podcast, we took time to kind of give our playoff predictions for the 2019-2020 season. So we figured we'd do the same thing with the NFL. We are going to go division by division, not spend too much time on one division, but um, we're going to give who we think are who the playoff teams are going to be for the AFC and the NFC and the two wild cards. Um, Sam, I don't have a particular division I want, that I need to start off in. Do you want to start in the uh, AFC or the NFC? Um, let's start with the easiest division in the AFC. And it's I, – I think you know which one's the easiest. So he's taking a shot at me right now. No, 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 no. What? Oh, you're not. Oh, I thought you no, were. No, the I one that, gonna... that everyone knows who's going to win this division. Oh, you're gonna you're talking about the AFC East. Yeah, the the Patriots division. Yes, the is, there, AFC... is there even anyone else in that division? So the AFC East consists of the Patriots, the Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins. Oh, what are those teams? Are there even any Jets fans out there? <laughs> <laughs> we got one. Josh, I hope he listens to this. Bro, the I Jets really... are awful. <laughs> oh man, we got a we have a buddy who's a Jets fan. Honestly. Like, in all seriousness, don't know why he's a Jets fan. the only Jets fan I've ever met in person. <laughs> he can't even name, like, three players on the team. True. So... Is you really a fan? I don't know. <laughs> um, Jets, Jets, Jets. So I think you and I are very – I don't think that's a hard argument. The Patriots are going to come out of that division. I don't think any team is going to really give them any sort of challenge. The Dolphins are dealing with a new quarterback. The Bills are – I mean, they're – average but i don't see them doing much of anything they were six and ten last year and then uh the the jets are just who knows who knows (laughs) i mean Um, i think we should save the uh the afc west for last save the afc west for last okay so then we'll just we'll uh we'll go the afc north so the afc north consists of the steelers Bengals, ravens browns who do you have winning the division the one team no one is talking about for some strange reason because they won the division last year, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens. You went the Ravens route. Interesting. Everyone's talking about the Browns. Everyone's talking about the Steelers, but the Ravens are gonna gonna be the best. The Ravens are gonna be the best. That's are my we... analysis. That's your analysis. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went. I went a different route. I I picked the Steelers. I with. Of course you did. I, what is that supposed to mean? You're an uneducated fan. Oh, whatever. With James Conner still there, Juju is gonna he's gonna have something to prove. I mean he he is there are he was a number two receiver last year with Antonio Brown. He still put up awesome numbers, so it's gonna be a challenge for him this season to be the number one guy. I think he can do it. Um and by the way, Pittsburgh drafted one of the best players in the draft, which was uh, their linebacker, linebacker? Devin yeah. Bush. Devin mm-hmm. Bush. So, Where is he out of? Uh, Michigan, I believe. 
I believe it was I Michigan. I hope you got that right. I hope so. Our credibility yes. Yes, was credibility. Mi- like no, it was Michigan. Yes, it was Michigan. I'm back okay. Devin Bush. Yeah. So good pull. Yeah. So I got hope. You know, hopefully, hopefully they're. De- I mean, the Steelers defense has always had a good reputation. So hopefully Big Ben, James Conner, and Juju can keep that offense kind of clicking. And uh, I picked Steelers to come out of that division. So now we'll move to the uh, AFC South, which is the Colts, Texans, Jags, Titans. I don't think you and I are going to disagree on this one. Indianapolis. Colts, yeah, I agree. I yeah. think the Colts, I definitely think the Colts are going to come out. Now, let me ask you this. You don't have to give it yet, but is your wild card coming out of – is one of your AFC wild cards coming out of the South? You know what? I thought about it more because I forgot. So, a little behind the scenes here. We talked about this yesterday. Um, we actually talked about our power rankings yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I had forgotten that Jacksonville got Nick Foles. Yes. Which they totally do, changed, changed my view of them. It didn't put them in the wild card for me, but I think it makes them a more dangerous team. It I, just I, makes that division so much tougher than what it was a couple of years ago. I actually was alluding to the Texans because I know you were kind of high on the Texans a little bit. Well, why don't you just spoil my whole thing? No, I was talking about your power rankings yesterday. Well, the Texans are one of my wild card teams. Well, I didn't tell you to tell me what the wild card team was. I said I was alluding to the Texans, not give me your wild card team. Well, they're 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 a wild card for me. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll hit the okay. Well, we'll, we'll hit the wild cards after the AFC West. You just took the the wind totally out of my sails, man. I didn't tell you to give me. That. Oh. Uh, anyway, um, so. AFC West. Um, I could. There's a. There's a chance you and I went different on this one, but uh, you better not have Oakland making. Oh, okay. So for those of you who, most of you listening to this, will probably already know I'm a Raiders fan. Sam, for whatever reason, is a 49ers fan. Um, which I and I believe they play each other this year. Not 100 percent sure, but I think they play each other this year. Um, all right. Well, while you're looking it up, I'll give you who I think is coming out of the AFC West. There was kind of an obvious choice as to who you sh- who I should pick, and I didn't go with the obvious choice because I think their defense is absolute trash, and I think the the team that I picked is a much more well rounded team. I picked the Chargers coming out of the AFC West. Wait, yeah. Who do you have? <laughs> um, I went obvious. Okay. Um, I went with the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. I just I don't think the Chiefs defense is good enough. I think see this is where we differ because they actually did improve with getting uh, Tyron Matthew in their secondary. Mm-hmm. I know they got they lost Eric Berry, but he hadn't played a full season in a while. And I I respect the heck out of Eric Berry for what he's done coming back from cancer to play at an All Pro level. The dude is legit. But he just couldn't stay on the field. And I think yeah. having uh, Tyron Matthew there will give them a little stability in their secondary to maybe not let the other team score like 40 points and allow their offense to win by at least three or something. Right. That's kind I of just, the formula I'm seeing. I think Kansas City – not Kansas City. I think 
the Chargers defense with Bosa, Derwin James, Melvin Ingram. They, I mean, the Chargers defensive front is phenomenal. It is phenomenal, and they have a great secondary, and they got better in the draft. The two guys who, who I kind of did research on, um, and who they who they pulled out of the draft, which was he is uh, Corey. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I think it's Lingett. Uh, he was a Notre Dame defensive tackle, and then uh, uh, J- Jerry Tillery uh, out of Delaware. Um, so, I I'll give you this: the Chargers are definitely. A more balanced team. They they have a way better defensive front. Probably the best defensive front in football. Oh, hang on. I'm sorry. I totally i i did the i did the uh, i did the schools backwards. I'm sorry. Um, Notre Dame. Jerry Tillery came from Notre Dame, and Corey Lingett was the one who left the Chargers. And um, there was a safety out of Delaware named uh, Nasir Adderley. That's the guy that I got. Corey Lingett left. That's right. So my bad on that one. So that, um, means, that means I get it, right? That means I win the, the argument. No, you, you lose every argument we have. Um, no. Damn. <laughs> uh, uh, um, and just to, since you gave uh, one of your wild cards, I'll give Yeah, it mine. was the Texans. <laughs> one of them was the Texans. <laughs> uh, mine is the Chiefs. I have the Chiefs as a wild as a, a wild card. Disrespectful. Uh, just just because if you if you don't win the division, then you're a wild card. So they're going to be a phenomenal wild card. But I think they're going to be a wild card. Um, so the second wild card from the AFC. Who that's interesting. Who do you have as your second wild card? Um, the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers. So you have the Chiefs and the Texans as your wild card. No, no, I have the Texans and Chargers. Oh, you have the Chargers. Sorry, I'm thinking. I was looking at my list. The you funny the thing is, I think it works out the same as it did last year. As I think the Chiefs are going to be first, and the Chargers are going to be right there. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that they're going to be the wild card. Uh. Well, um, here's the thing with the playoffs. Um, there are always new – I don't know what the stat is, but there's always a pretty drastic change in the playoffs from year to year. I don't think I had a single change. Right. And so, <laughs> right. The, <laughs> You're about exactly. to explain why my, my thing is wrong. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. You're totally wrong. Yeah, exactly. Oh, gosh. So – Why can't this thing- year be the first? I mean, it could be the first. You never know. <laughs> or maybe I have some different teams in the NFC, which I don't. So last year, it was the Ravens, Chargers, Texans, Colts, Patriots, Chiefs. Oops. This one right here, um, I went out on a limb. And I, I really went out on a limb. And I could have picked the Texans. I could have picked the Jaguars. And maybe I should have. But I just – pardon. I picked this team because I want them to be in the playoffs. I do really want them to be in the playoffs. With all the talent that they added, I needed a new team in the playoffs. I really hope that they get there. This is more of a uh, heart pick instead of a head pick. thinking, man. Yeah, it's the Browns. I picked the Browns as a wild card because even if the Steelers end up – now, I mean, here's the thing. They don't have to – if they're going to be a wild card, they don't have to outplay the Patriots. They don't have to outplay the Steelers, the Colts, the Chargers – or even the Chiefs. So 
the only the only other people in the a, I mean people the only other teams in the AFC that they really have to contest with are the Texans, the Jaguars, and the Ravens probably. And I just I don't know I out of those four teams I just I like I said it was more of a heart pick than a head pick. I do hope that they get there because I would like to see the Browns make the playoffs after being so horrible for so mm-hmm. long. So I picked the Browns more more out of uh you know just going out on a limb. It's it's. It's tough because they have a first-year head coach, mm-hmm. a completely new culture with Odell Beckham. He he slots in as the quote-unquote leader. I think Baker still the lead, will lead the the guys, but if you look at who gets the most attention, it's going to be Odell. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just tough because they're they're such they're such an unknown. They, yes, they very much are, and they can they're, be absolutely garbage. Their they, ceiling is as high as any team, but they could they could be worse than last year. They could be. I mean, they they very very well could be. So I mean, like you said, they and you you use the perfect word for them. They're an unknown. They really are. So, um, so my playoff playoff picture would be the Patriots, Steelers, Colts, Chargers, Chiefs, Browns. Yours would be. The Patriots, Chiefs, Colts, Ravens, Texans, and Chargers. So there we go. So that is who we think is going to come out of the AFC. I so we'll feel like on. I need to change it. Now that you said, <laughs> now that, you said that uh, a new team's always in, I got to change. Well, just to, <laughs> I'm not going to uh, change it. Well, like let's see if I can let's see if I can find it real quick. The isn't there always like four new teams in? It's some some it's some staggering number. Like it's more than you would think, and I can't find the number right now. But it, it it's more than more than you would think. I feel like I think it's more in the NFC though than the AFC. Yeah. So and so we'll get to the NFC right now. So NFC East, which is the Cowboys, Redskins, Giants, Eagles. Who do you got? I want to be wrong. This is the one time I want to be wrong. Okay. I have Dallas winning the division. Okay. And as a 49er fan, it it really pains me to say that. Mm-hmm. I just don't think the Eagles are strong enough to – they're just not as consistent as Dallas is. Evidently, I think the Eagles are strong enough because I picked don't. the Eagles to win the division. You're, I, I feel like I want to believe that because they won the Super Bowl just two years ago. But that team was totally different than the one that's playing this year. Mm-hmm. It... I mean, I just – I have – if you look at quarterbacks, I have much – if, if – if, and this is a big if, if Carson Wentz is healthy, he's leaps and he, – he's much better than Dak Prescott. What if that one year was just like Derek Carr's one year and that's, just, could, that's the one year he's going to play well? Could be. It could be, and you're. I'm not. I'm not even going to argue with that. You, you're very much could be 100 percent correct. But I just think that I don't think it was a one year frame. I think Carson Wentz is a phenomenal quarterback. Their secondary for the past couple of years has been really good. They signed Malik Jackson, and they're bringing back uh, Benny Curry. So I, I, I don't know. I, I think. But why are they better? Why are they better than Dallas? Why are they better Just than Just purely Dallas? off a of quarterback? Because I, I agree with you. Carson Wentz is better than Dak Prescott. I'd much rather have Carson Wentz. But if you look at the team around Dak, 
with Amari Cooper, who you're pretty familiar with. Yeah. And then Zeke Elliott, who's arguably the best running back in football. With mm-hmm. a defense that's always going to be top two or three in sack totals every year. And a defense that's getting better as their linebacking core, who's young, is getting more experienced. That team's just – it's a pretty loaded team outside of the quarterback. Yeah, no, I, I – like I said, I, I can't um, – I can't argue with you picking the Cowboys. So, it, I mean, it'll just be – and, again, this is where the fandom comes in a little bit. I just want to see the Eagles instead of the Cowboys. So I do, Well, I do too, but I just – my head's my head's picking this one. Mm-hmm. All right, all righty, all right. So let's go to the uh, NFC North, which is Green Bay, the Vikings, the Bears, and the Lions. I don't think we're going to differ on this one. It's Chicago. Yep, I pick Chicago too. And one of the things that you and I had talked about was if Chicago, if Chicago gets a one or two seed and they have home field, it, okay. If I'll tell you what, if Chicago gets a one seed. And they end up being the best team in the NFC. I, I, good luck for the other teams who have to go up to Chicago in December to go play. All they have to do, all that offense has to do, all Mitchell Trubisky has to do is generate 20 points of offense with that defense and they'll win. That's it. You would think. That's That's it. You would think. So I think, uh, yeah, the sh- I mean, Chicago, some, some defensive stats like turnovers are hard to – I mean, they turned the ball over at an insane clip last year, and sometimes that's hard to sustain from year to year. But, yeah, that defense is even a sh- like even 90% of what it was last year. Then, yeah, I think, I think that'd be an easy, easy call for having the Bears come out. So we're good on that. Uh, NFC South, Panthers, Buccaneers, Saints, Falcons. Don't think that's much of a question as who's going to come out of that one either. This division's usually trickier. I think this is where that stat comes in of who makes it a new team every year because every other year the Panthers are good. And every other year Atlanta is good. Yeah. And it's just weird because you don't want to bet against Atlanta. That's the same team pretty much that made it to the Super Bowl and looked but dominant. Don't don't you didn't pick Atlanta, did you? I did not pick Atlanta. Okay. Good. I did not pick Carolina. I definitely didn't pick no Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. I was gonna I, say I picked your precious New Orleans Saints. I was about to stop the podcast if you didn't <laughs> pick the Saints. Because and what are you saying about my precious New Orleans Saints? Drew Brees has been my favorite quarterback since he was in the league. When I played quarterback, he was the guy who I tried to model as much as I can. And I mean, as much as I running could. quarterback. I know. I yeah, but like when you, it was funny because I, I took a picture. There was a picture of me in a throwing motion during a game, and I kind of looked at pictures of his. And I, because I had tried to model my throwing motion after his, and I, they were they were pretty. Pretty. It was pretty funny how kind of similar they were. I'm not saying I'm anywhere near as good. Dang, as why aren't you in the league? No, no, no. Drew Brees is a walking <laughs> Hall of Famer. I'm sitting here making a podcast. So, hey, doing a damn saying, good job of it. I, I'm just saying that the motion was similar. I just, I love Drew Brees. So, um, yeah, you pick the Saints. We get it. Yeah, pick the Saints. So, uh, NFC West, 
Last division. Seattle, I, re- I really want to. Niners. Rams. I really want to pick the Niners, but it's the Rams. Yep. Okay. Rams. I got that too. So, um, and I don't think there's really much. Um, I think the only team that would kind of give them some trouble might be Seattle. Wow. Whoa. What? I said might give them some trouble. Wait, 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 wait. But San Francisco is better than Seattle. We both agree on that, right? I never agree. Oh, that. my goodness. <laughs> oh. I'll tell you what. We will table the Niners-Raiders discussion for another podcast because we can go head-to-head on that later. Oh, they, my goodness. I, I, I'm not 100. Do they play this year? Did you find no, out? No, they don't. Okay. They the Niners actually play the AFC West, but they play um they play the Chargers and man, that might have been a preseason actually. Mm. Oh, they play the AFC West in the preseason. Gotcha. That's when they played. Okay. So that's why I was but they don't they don't uh-huh. they play every team other than the Raiders. <laughs> right. That's funny. That is pretty funny. That's funny. Um so two wild cards. We'll just go right to the wild cards. Who are your two wild cards coming out of the NFC? Um, this this just goes to show how close my decision was of putting Dallas in. I put Philly in as a wild card. Okay. Um, I put uh, the Cowboys in as a wild card. So. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're, we're kind uh, of on the same page. Yeah. So who is your last one? From. Third from four and twelve a season ago, mm. with one probably the best looking quarterback in the NFL. Oh, Tom Date, Brady fans are going to give you dates uh, some heat for that. Porn one. stars, okay? <laughs> He's dating adult movie actresses out here. It's Jimmy G leading the Niners to a wild card berth. Oh wow! So book all it. right, there we <laughs> book it. <laughs> so so there we go. I it's not just like... about that. It's not just about that. Let me let me let me put let me pump them up a little bit. The Niners with DeForest Buckner. Didn't you know he was a Pro Bowler last year? I don't care about the Niners. He's so still no. he's still <laughs> on the team, and they got that that guy, that Bosa guy. You know that second overall pick who everyone was thinking was going to be the number one overall pick? Yeah, they added him to that D-line. Well, we don't know if he's good or not, but... <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like every every scout and their mom picked him to be the best player in that draft. Hmm. But, you know, yeah, they, every scout in the NFL has been wrong before. Okay. Their defense, much improved. Offense, they're getting Jarek McKinnon back. People don't know who he is because he came from Minnesota. Speedy back. They have Matt Breida still, who had a career year last year. They had George Kittle, who's arguably the best tight end in the NFL. And guess who was throwing to him last year? Nick Mullins and, oh God, what was his name? C.J. Beathard. He made them look good. What is he going to do with Jimmy G throwing to him? This team, sky's the limit. Oh, Okay. Um, Your ears the pack, a little bit. The Packers are going to be the other wild <laughs> So that was that was great. That was great. I'm sure that was fun for you. But I convinced you a little bit. Not even in the slightest. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers are going to be the other wild card. Aaron Rodgers is basically. Let's see how do I? I don't know how to put this uh, in any other way than uh, 
Aaron Rodgers is a Aaron Rodgers is what Jimmy Garoppolo would hey whoa be hope careful to hope hope to be, but well who wouldn't hope to be Aaron Rodgers? That was like the most obvious thing you've ever said. Well, I know, but what I'm trying to say is Jimmy Jimmy G like he is garbage. He wouldn't even he can't even dream of being as good as Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely not. And Aaron Rodgers with with I understand that um he's a diva. Ran, R- Randall Cobb, Randall Cobb left. So it, there's no longer Devonte Adams and Randall Cobb, but Jimmy Graham is still there and not only What? Not, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Graham is still there. Oh, sorry. I totally forgot cuz he was so non-existent last year. My bad. Yeah, that's that's my bad. <laughs> that was good. That was good. But um I'll tell you what. So their defense, their defense got shored up. They got they got a okay, bunch oh, whoa, more. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You used this yesterday. It's not mm-hmm. shored up. They have a bunch of young players. They might be talented, but they're not sure of anything. Well, I'll this tell you what. The 85 sure, Bears defense going out they're there. They're sure that they were better than they were last year. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, okay. So I'll tell you that much. Okay. So I just think uh, I think Aaron Rodgers, after having, uh, in term, I guess for the Packers, a down year last year, I think he's going to rebound. Uh, really well. He's going to be healthy. He's going to rebound, get assists, make some threes. Yep, yep, okay. yep. And i I think the uh, I think the defense is going to. Uh, they have a, they have a lot. They have high expectations, and I think they will. Uh, I think they will do well. So, um, I'll just put going, this out here: mm-hmm. the 49ers, easy schedule. They play a okay. third and fourth place team schedule. And if I'm correct, and I believe they're better than the Seahawks, they will win potentially four games in their division next year. Okay. Bold statement. We will hold you to that once the season starts and once the season ends, and we will see where the 49ers end up. So even though I hate the 49ers, I will tell you good luck. So I'll give you – I'll just – I'm giving you a little bit of sportsmanship. Winners don't need luck. Oh, very true. <laughs> very true. So, um, again, so just recap uh, the NFC playoff picture. I have the Eagles, Bears, Saints, Rams, and then the correct two wild cards in the Cowboys and the Packers. At least you didn't spoil my wild cards in the NFC. True, even though I didn't ask you for the first one. But whatever. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I did not. You baited me. <laughs> no, sure. Oh. I don't even know if we have time to do – one of these, I think we need. We really need to do our Super Bowl picks. Well, who do you? Who's your? You gotta. Who is your NFC playoff picture? Right, 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 right. So, division division winners: Rams, Saints, Bears, Cowboys, and two wild cards: Eagles, and sneaking in the San Francisco 49ers. And there we go. So those are our NFC playoff pictures. And uh, these episodes, we're gonna try to keep. Uh, about an hour uh, and if we go a little bit over it won't be much so we're going to sneak this last little bit in uh, our super bowl predictions i know sam sam knows mine and both of them uh, while we obviously think our individual picks are correct <clears throat> both of them would actually provide pretty interesting uh narratives uh mine i'll explain mine and then sam you can explain yours i would pick the saints and the chargers why is that interesting one uh they're both two uh, well, one, they are two very well-balanced teams. 
their off- both teams' offenses are really, really good. They're strong points. Their defenses are both solid, but Drew Brees was actually drafted by the Chargers, and then the Chargers let him go when he got injured, and then they that's how they got Phillip Rivers afterward. And then Drew Brees went to New Orleans, won a Super Bowl in New Orleans. So to have a Chargers, uh, Chargers Saints Super Bowl with Drew Brees going against the Chargers and against Phillip Rivers would be a really interesting narrative. But Sam, your Super Bowl pick would honestly probably be just as interesting, or even better. Some may say, or even better. I would have the New England. Nah, just kidding, just kidding. Not that, not those <laughs> Patriots. I'd have, I have Kansas City coming out of the AFC. Playing Chicago, mm-hmm. coming out of the NFC, and that game is interesting just because of how ridiculously high flying Kansas City is on offense, and just what a wall Chicago is on defense. I don't think Chicago. I think I look at this game like the first time Denver, or the only time Denver played uh, Seattle in the Super Bowl. Mm where that was the best offense in the NFL going against the best defense. I don't think Chicago's defense is the Legion of Boom, but they're pretty dang good. And I think Kansas City really portrays that Peyton Manning-led Denver team. Well, the last quarterback to throw for 50 touchdowns was Peyton Manning, and then Mahomes did. I just think this is Kansas City's year with Andy Reid finally – finally getting to a Super Bowl. And you just mm-hmm. got to think that New England's got to falter at some point. And Kansas City was with them One would all be. that year. Yeah, They were pl- like single digits plays away from mm-hmm. get- getting the Super Bowl last year. I don't see why another, year, another off offseason for the league MVP to get familiarized with this offense. Tyree Kill didn't get suspended. They still have uh, Travis Kelsey, who's a problem, even though he was non-existent in the Super Bowl. That's that's fine. Yeah, that that offense is going to be clicking on all cylinders. Well, and the Chiefs weren't go, in the Super Bowl, but you go. Oh, what did I say? Oh, the AFC Championship game. Yeah, he might have actually played really well. What was I? I don't even remember what I was thinking of then. Um, I'm sorry to throw you off, but I just I couldn't let that one slide by. <laughs> thank you, though. Uh, the defense. The defense is the only question mark for Kansas City. But if, if people remember that Denver defense of the Super Bowl that I alluded to earlier, that wasn't the same defense that carried an old Peyton Manning to a Super Bowl against Carolina. That defense was actually getting carried by the best scoring offense in the NFL. And I think yeah. that's that's going to be the same case for me, and that's my only hope if Kansas City is going to make it. And Chicago, like we talked earlier, if they're a high seed, they're going to be problems yeah. for every team in the NFC just because they're well-balanced. I think that offense is just just potent enough to where they could put up a respectable amount of points. Right, right. So, yeah, so I've got the um, Saints and the Chargers. Sam has the Chiefs and the Bears. Both would be interesting Super Bowls, and honestly, it'd be a breath have... of fresh air. Yeah, definitely. That is a hundred percent correct. It would be a breath of fresh air seeing uh, some different teams in there. So um, that's going to wrap it up for episode two. Um, 
thank you all for listening. If, like I said uh, early, if you are tuning in for a second time, thanks for listening to us again. We hope you enjoyed the second episode. And please, please make sure to tune in next week. We have a special guest coming on. There will be a third voice here. And um, one of our buddies, and he did something really – he got the chance um, to do something really, really unique uh, that not – well, actually, it was just him over this past year uh, could say that uh, he did. It was an extremely unique opportunity that he got to do uh, through the NBA. Mm-hmm. So that is going to be uh, – I'm I'm really curious about it. I haven't asked him much about it because I kind of wanted to save it for the podcast. Same with Sam. So next week is going to be really, really interesting and will be, uh, again, catered toward the NBA for those of you who are uh, looking into man. So, um, and, if, and if, guys, if you um... – if you stayed with us this far and we didn't talk about something that you wanted us to talk about, please let us know either personally through text because most of our listeners probably have our numbers or through Instagram. We'll post on our personal Instagrams. I'm at Sam Toomey 62. He's uh, J Russ uh, three S's at 12. So J R U S S S 12. And just comment on those posts or DM us personally about what you want to hear because we really want to cater this show to you guys. It's all for you guys. I mean, we have fun doing it, but it's pretty useless if no one wants to listen to what we have to say. Exactly. It's a fan's podcast, and everybody is a fan of something, so let us know what you want to hear. So uh, that'll do it for uh, episode two of Nothing to Say, the fan's podcast. And, uh, again... If you listen to us uh, once and now twice, thank you, and we hope you stick with us uh, going forward. So thank you guys very much, and uh, we will see you uh, later this week.